0: Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 13. Mark chapter 13. Today I'm going to introduce a series um, that I, don't, it'll, I think it will be different than the series that we've done in the past. In the past, we've done series maybe two, three, four weeks, maybe five or six weeks um, at the most but I believe what I'm going to introduce to you today is something that we're going to be talking about throughout 2020 that we'll be uh, going through and looking at uh, consistently throughout the year. And so uh, the title of this is called Every Moment, Every Moment. And and beginning next week, we'll have some of these hoodies on sale for you guys uh, to, to not just have for yourselves, but to remind you and also to be conversation starters, uh, because I find when I wear stuff like this, inevitably people begin to ask questions that lead to spiritual conversations, um, and also they're, they're good reminders for me. So, some of you had an amazing 2019. I mean, some of you, your 2019 was maybe the best year that you've ever had in your entire life. Some things went great. Uh, some things were um, even better than you could have ever imagined. Some dreams dreams maybe even came true. Uh, Maybe some of you moved here on a a leap of faith and and God has begun to work and to to, uh, help you find a church and help you find a tribe and help you find purpose. Um, Some of you, there's been amazing things happen in your family. Some of you, there's been amazing things happen in your finances. I mean, some of you are going to be sad to see 2019 go. But for the rest of us... um, uh, I saw saw a meme the other day and it had 2019 at the top of it and and at the bottom it, it just said, but did you die though? (laughs) right it's like all right 2019 came and it's been here and as bad as you think you're still alive right like like you you didn't die so um and maybe 2019 was was more difficult maybe it's been more difficult to recognize and realize the blessings that God has brought to you maybe um 2019 has been filled with some things that felt like more heartache than blessing or uh, maybe some things didn't work out the way that you thought they would work out or in the timing that you thought they would work out. And so 2019 has been a difficult year. If I'm, if I'm honest, 2019 has been the most difficult year um, of my life. Maybe not ever, but f- since I can remember, it just uh, were, there were a lot of challenges. But in 2020, I'm really excited because this was amazing. I, I did a little research on this. There are 366 days in 2020. Now, you may be like, wait, there's 300, no, it's leap year. There's 366 days in 2020, which means there are 8,784 hours in 2020, which means there are 527,040 minutes in 2020, which means there's 31,622,400 seconds in 2020. And so we have all of these moments available to us that we're about to step into, that we're about to experience, that we're about to live in 2020, and God is going to challenge us with what we do in every single one of those moments. In Mark chapter 13, I want to begin in verse 32 and read to the end of the chapter, here, uh, this, this chapter, Jesus is really talking about the last days and his return. And so in verse 32, it says, but concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. He's talking about that day that he will return, the last day, uh, if you will. He, he's telling us that we don't know the day or the hour. We don't know the moment that he will return. We don't know the moment, uh, even for us, that we will take our last breath now, Now, if you go and read through uh, not just the beginning of this chapter, but what Jesus spoke about the last days, uh, we can get to know seasons. We can get to know times, but we won't know the moment. So this is not just necessarily the moment or the day or the hour that Jesus returns and raptures his church and the people who believe are are caught up into heaven with him. But this may be your last moments, your last days. Just, just from uh, study of the scripture and experience, I do believe that that believers can know the seasons or the times. I could tell you story after story of people who, who went to heaven and maybe even unexpectedly. But when you go back and listen to what they said over the weeks leading up to that or what they wrote out le- weeks leading up to that, they knew their season was done. They may not be able to express it that way. One of the ones that always jumps out at me, was there was a, a guy at our home church, a young guy, um, and he had gotten away from God and actually gotten into gangs. And I mean, in Detroit, and I mean, he was living a rough, rough life. And uh, and he and his girlfriend actually shot him and killed him. And so the homegoing, going, um, because he was 20, 21 years old, I mean, it's packed. There's hundreds of people there. And, and you could tell a little bit about this guy's lifestyle, not not in a judgmental way, but uh, there was literally gangs, not not like a lot of people, but gangs, like these guys in like these skull shirts and, and different colors. And I, I, don't, I was, I don't know about all that. But there were gangs and they were coming in and, and they were paying their respects to him. But then when his family stood up to talk about him and, and talk about especially his last days, they read uh, one of the poems and he had written many poems. And now that to me was interesting as well. Like you have this gangbanger tough guy who's writing poems, but that's another, that's probably another point for another sermon. <laughs> but when you read the, when you heard the poem, he knew it was his time. The poem said things like, uh, I know I've gotten away, but don't worry about me when I'm gone because I've come back and I, and I love Jesus. And I mean, he was saying all these things that he hadn't said in years and he hadn't articulated or hadn't thought or had gotten away from that lifestyle. But he had rededicated his life for about two weeks before that and he had begun to give some of these thoughts. And, and the poems were clear that he knew he didn't have much time left he was 20, 21 years old, giving his life to Christ, he had no reason to think that his time was about to be up. But no matter if it's when Jesus returns or when it's when we take our last breath, we we won't know the day or the hour, but we can be ready for the season. We can um, uh, uh, know a time frame, if you will. In verse 33, Jesus says, be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. This be on guard. Be on guard. Be ready for every moment. Be ready for every moment. When I was in college, I, uh, I, I surprised my mom, and I flew from Tulsa, Oklahoma to Atlanta, Georgia, and I, I showed up at my mom's house. It was Christmas time, and uh, I, I didn't get there until like 2 in the morning. And so in my mom's house, the front door, uh, there's stairs that go upstairs to her room right as you walk in the front door, and so I get there about 2 in the morning, and she didn't know I was coming, and so I knocked on the door, knocked really hard, and didn't hear anything, rang the doorbell, didn't hear anything, knocked on the door again, you know, it's 2 in the morning, like I got nowhere to go, so, so she's got to answer the door, so I'm just knocking and ringing and knocking and ringing, and all of a sudden I hear uh, her coming down the stairs, and so I stop, and I'm standing at the door, and she walks, and she's half asleep. she's in her robe um, her hair's all messed up she doesn't have her teeth in well, I was just I'm just giving you a picture of the story and, and and she and she opens the door and I'm standing right there with my bags and she looks at me and she shuts the door and locks the door and walks back upstairs <laughs> Why? Because she wasn't expecting me. She was so surprised. She was not ready for me to be home. She thought she was daydreaming or sleepwalking. or like, She was like, no way, because I, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't ready for that. And she went all the way back upstairs, and I had to keep knocking and ringing the doorbell and then put my foot in the door when she answered it the next time because she wasn't ready for that moment. She wasn't ready. She wasn't expecting. This caught her off guard. And when you're not ready for something, it can do different things to you. Number one, it can scare you. You know, if somebody jumps out at you from behind a corner and you're not ready for that, it scares you. It's funny, my my little four-year-old girl, she, she doesn't understand that concept very well. So she'll be like right there and I'm looking right at her and she'll go, boo. And she'll say, daddy, did I scare you? like no no i was looking right at you like that that moment didn't scare me i was it was not unexpected I, I i saw you i was ready for you i'm looking at you i'm listening to you that didn't scare me but if somebody jumps out from a corner at, at night when you're not expecting it many times that can scare you and and what, the problem with that is when you get scared in that moment you're no longer doing what you were doing in that moment so if you were walking all of a sudden you stop you jump back if you if if you were talking many times you st- stop what you're talking. So that moment is affected because you were scared because you were not ready for that moment. It can also, when you're not ready for something, it can diminish your ability in that moment. I remember going to school and and when I, I was just kind of going through the motions and then the teacher would give a pop quiz that you weren't really ready for. If you're anything like me, you didn't do very well on those pop quizzes. (laughs) But if I knew when the test was and I studied and I was ready for the test, I did much better on that test. But there are these moments where there are these pop quizzes and if you're not ready, then it's gonna diminish your ability in that moment to be effective in that moment. Sometimes not being ready for the moment can even keep you from playing the game. Back before I had kids, um, or even when I just had one kid, I would keep my golf clubs in the back of my car at all times at all times at any time it, it didn 't matter If we had suitcases, I had to move the suitcases around because the golf clubs were staying in the back seat of my car Do you, do you know why? You keep them in the back seat of the car because I never want to have to say no. I can't go play golf because I got to go home and get my golf clubs. Like I, I, I want to always be ready. If anybody says let's go play golf, I'm like I'm there. I got my shoes. I got my golf clubs. I can go in whatever. I'll go in a suit and tie if I if I can go because you just gotta always be ready. And so um, maybe second service will connect better with that example. <laughs> but, but but if if you're if you're not ready, some. Sometimes you can't even participate in the moment. Sometimes you can't even play the game. And I love this quote, and and man, it's just, it's so good, and I believe it's gonna be so applicable to us in 2020. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. But if you're always having to get ready, then you're gonna miss moments in 2020. So be ready for every moment that will come your way. After that, Jesus says, keep awake or stay alert, or stay aware. And this reminds me that Satan is looking for those that he can destroy. He's going about and he's looking for those that he can destroy. And sometimes those that he can destroy are those that are asleep. Those that aren't awake, those that aren't aware, those that aren't ready, those that are, that are, that are becoming lazy, those that are um, becoming lax in what they believe and in their faith. But the Bible also tells us that God is searching and he's looking for people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. And so when we're staying alert and we're staying awake in every moment and we're being ready in every moment, we're doing it in worship to Christ. It's not just when we're singing songs, it's how we're living our lives, and worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And then when we're doing that, then we're not only are we ready, but God is seeking after us in those moments, and he's finding us in those moments. And specifically, we need to stay aware, aware that God is with us in every moment, that he will never leave you. He will never turn his back on you. And no matter what you have faced in the past, and no matter what you will face in 2020, that he will always be there with you. There is nowhere that you can go to be separated from the love of God. There is no moment that you will experience that you will be alone. There is no time that, that you will have, whether it's the end of 2019 or into 2020, that you will have to face that in your own power, in your own strength, in your own wisdom. So let's not fall asleep spiritually. Let's stay awake. Let's not fall asleep on our purposes. Let's not fall asleep in our responsibilities. But let's stay awake and stay alert and know that God is with you in every moment. And then Jesus finishes this verse and says, for you do not know when the time will come. And so if you don't know when the time will come, then we need to recognize purpose in every moment. Because if you don't know when God is coming, then then, then you you need to make sure that you're ready. You need to make sure that you're alert and that you're aware. But you also need to recognize purpose in every moment because there may be moments that come that have a purpose. And if you don't recognize the purpose, you'll miss the moment. And so we have to recognize God's purpose in every moment. In every moment of work, what's God's purpose in us going to our jobs? And however it is that we're generating income, whatever it is that we're doing with our days, recognize God's purpose in our sleep. Did did you know that God wants you to sleep? And he wants to give you sweet sleep, as the Bible says. Peaceful, calmful, rejuvenating sleep. There's too many Christians that don't sleep well for various reasons. But that's part of the promises of God is that you can sleep well. And he wants you to sleep well. He doesn't want you to sleep well just so that you can be lazy and just so that you can feel better. But he wants you to sleep well so that that next day you miss no moments. That you're ready for every moment. That you're purposeful in every moment. That you have the energy to be able to do what he wants you to do in every moment. And sometimes we lose track of that and and we don't sleep well. Maybe that's not the reason, but but the fact remains that God's promise is that we would sleep and we would sleep well. We need to recognize God's purpose even in our play, in our recreation, in our fun time, that there is still purpose in that. And God still has purpose in those moments. Those moments when you're playing with your kids or those moments when you're playing golf or those moments when you're doing whatever it is that you like to and do and what you enjoy doing, there is purpose in those moments. And maybe it might be God reminding you of how much he loves you and how much he enjoys seeing you enjoy the things of this world. Maybe it's, it's Sabbath time, it's refreshing time, it's relaxation time that God wants you to get relaxed and rejuvenated to be able to do what he wants you to do. Maybe it's joyful time and, and, and play, time so that you can show people that following Jesus is not all about uh, rules and regulations and being mad, bad, and frustrated and disgusted and all of that stuff. There's all kind of purposes that God could have even in our play, but if we think our play is only about us and only about what we like to do and with selfish motives and selfish desires, then we'll miss the purposes of those moments. Even in our eating, we need to recognize God's purpose. I didn't wanna write this one down in my notes, especially coming back from Georgia last week because when our family goes on vacation, it's my side of the family, and so um, not, not the same level of cooking happens than when we go on my wife's side of the family to go visit them. And, um, and so on my side of the family, you, really, you have to snack all day long in order to survive those three days. As a matter of fact um, uh, Larry Larry and Minister Carolyn uh, gave my wife some ribs, I think before we left, and my wife uh, wanted to pack those up and fly those across the country so that she could eat while we were at my, <laughs> my family 's house and so So what that forces you to do is eat a whole bunch of chips and cookies and because everybody 's staying away from whatever they 're calling that thing in that pot. And so right now, I, I, I was glad that I got to wear my hoodie today because it's all different. It's it's just different right now. <laughs> and, 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 and so I, I, I just know that these are three days of my year where I, am, I, I have no, it's just bad. I have no filter. I have no restraints. I just eat whatever I can find to eat until I don't feel well, and then I wait a little while, and then I do it again. But if you start to recognize the purpose of eating, of of nourishing your body, of giving your body the things that it needs, then all of a sudden your expectations are different and it doesn't have to be something that tastes good all the time because you begin to recognize the purpose of these moments and and what this purpose will do for future moments. If you will eat right, I I got it. I don't want to hear that any more than y'all want to hear that. I promise you. We need to recognize God's purpose in our family time. Which means if you don't have it in 2019, you definitely need to have it in 2020, some family time. Whatever your family dynamic is, God has put us in relationship with family, and if we neglect family, then then we're neglecting part of what God has given us. We're neglecting purposes and moments that God has put in our path for us to make an impact. It would be a shame for all of us to go and be the most amazing Christians in all of Round Rock and Cedar Park and Pflugerville and Central Texas and neglect our families be a shame for us to treat people outside of our home better than we treat people inside of our home. In 2020, we need to recognize God's purpose in seasons, that God moves in seasons. He's created seasons. There may be seasons and moments in 2020 where it seems like it's down, but there's purpose in those. There'll be other seasons where it seems like it's up, but in God's eyes, it's all a plan to work all things out for your good. And we need to be able to recognize in the moments that this is a season. And what is the purpose of this season? And what does God want me to do in this season? What does he want me to get out of this season? We need to recognize God's purpose in prayer. Why are we praying? What's the purpose of praying? What are we trying to accomplish here? What is this accomplishing here? Because as long as prayer is some ritual, it's something that you feel like you have to do to be a good Christian, you'll miss the purpose. You'll miss the point. We need to recognize God's purpose and devotion. In my discipleship group and my guys, uh, this past meeting we started a challenge um, with the YouVersion Bible app, and we said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna start a challenge right now of of who can who can have the most consecutive days opening the YouVersion Bible app because you know it keeps that streak, and so we're competitive, so none of us want like that streak to stop." And we talked about like where we're at in our streak, and I won't tell you who's winning, but. They do have a pastor in their group. I'm joking, but but I am winning. But I'm I'm joking about the other part. (laughs) But but the challenge of devotion, but see, the problem with that can be that you think that just I just need to open my Bible and I just need to pray and I just need to do these things to check off these boxes, and you miss the, the purpose of those moments. You miss the purpose of those devotions. You miss what God wants to speak to you, what he wants to say to you. We need to recognize the purpose in these things. We need to recognize the purpose in worship that we don't just come in in, in, into this setting or in how we live our lives and want to hear songs that we're familiar with or want to feel something every time. But there's sometimes that you need to worship to things that you don't like. You need to worship without a feeling. You need to worship without the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. You need to be able to, by faith, say, I am going to choose to worship God. Because remember, God is looking for those that will worship him. In spirit and in truth. And sometimes there's a feeling of the spirit in that worship. And sometimes there's a knowing of the truth. And sometimes you, don't, you, you might have one or the other. Sometimes you just have to know that while I don't understand this, this, this style of music or I can't clap on that beat or like that's too slow or too fast or too old or too new, I know the truth of who I'm worshiping. I know the moment is a moment of worship, and I'm going to choose to worship no matter the style. If we will recognize God's purpose in the moments of our lives, We will live those moments differently. And the truth is we will live those moments better. I don't want to, but think about this. If every meal that you eat in 2020, every snack you eat in 2020, you are purposefully recognizing that there is purpose in this food, how differently will you eat? I know I would eat very differently. Because I I go through seasons where I do that, and then I go through seasons where, like, you know what, I just want what I want. And, like, I know it's not good. And I'm looking, and I'm like, God, I'm not 20 anymore. This is going to affect me. I'm not even going to feel good after this, but, man, I want this. Listen, we're all going to miss moments we're all going to mess moments up. We're all going to, to not recognize moments. I'm not talking about being perfect in 2020. But what if we could be better? What if we could recognize more of these moments in things like eating and working and sleeping and worship and devotion? Like, like every area of our lives. Like what if we could be more intentional with these moments? How much differently would our lives be when we're sitting here a year from now? Jesus ends this this chapter by telling a story, and he's so amazing. He's the best storyteller ever. He tells it like this. It is like a man going on a journey. When he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work, because each of his servants have work. Each of us have work. Each of us have purpose. Each of us have things that God wants us to do and to accomplish. And commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. Stay awake. We're not going to know the moments before they come in 2020. You may know some, but you won't know all. There are going to be surprises in 2020. There are going to be moments that sneak up on you. And and Jesus here is telling them and he's telling us to stay awake, stay alert. Our focus in 2020 is to know God is with you in every moment, to be ready in every moment, and to recognize purpose in every moment. Again, we won't be perfect in that, but if we can be better If we can be more consistent, if we can be more faithful in knowing God is with you in every moment, then it it changes how you think about the moments. If you can be ready in every moment, it changes the effectiveness of those moments. It changes the course and the direction of our year and of our lives because we're ready and we don't have to get ready because we stay ready so we don't miss the moments as often as maybe we have in the past. And we need to recognize purpose in every moment, that in every moment, God has purpose in that moment. It may be difficult to see, you may not understand it, but in every moment, God has purpose and we need to begin to recognize the purpose. And we'll talk about this in 2020, but we also need to create some purpose in some moments. Recognize the opportunities that God has given us in those moments to create purpose. But there will not be a moment in 2020 or for the rest of 2019 or for the rest of our earthly lives where God does not have purpose in that moment. So let's make a a decision that we will not waste moments, that we will not ignore moments, that we will do our best to be awake and alert to recognize and maximize moments. Can y'all agree with that? Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.